This is SG Fun, a Stargate podcast. I got a little mermaid reference in my notes. Well, that makes sense. But it probably is not what you're expecting. I don't even know what to expect. I hope it's that Daniel's the little mermaid. Mind you got me. (laughs) Oh, I've got stuff with this. Um, Who's it? What's his girlfriend's name? Share. No, the other, the gross guy. Oh, oh, Amaroka. So I've got Omarosa, Almondroka, and Omakaze <laughs> plate. <laughs> yeah, but also Omakaze plate, which is a sushi platter. But also that guy's a dick. I can't. I can't. We should get we'll, going. We'll get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Because I'm about it. to start getting into it. All right. All right. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the vertical watering hole. Yeah. Welcome to Stargate SG Fun maybe a comfort podcast i don't know comforting for us yeah maybe i hope so my name is sarah and i have never seen the movie stargate but i think maybe at some point i saw some or all of stargate sg1 the tv show don't remember it and uh and i'm tori and was a big fan of the movie never ever watched the television show oddly enough so we decided to do a podcast of the entirety of Stargate SG-1. Yeah, we were sitting around going, oh my God, this pandemic sucks and I feel horrible. <laughs> Let's, uh, I've run out of things to comfort watch. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tori was like, I'm going to comfort watch Stargate there's SG-1. Ten, there's 10 seasons of this. Which is, that in and of itself is very comforting. <laughs> the idea that you could just like watch it forever. It's just a long long warm blanket that reaches far past the toes i mean and sometimes that blanket might be too thin and sometimes it might be too heavy it might not be your favorite blanket but it's a long blanket (laughs) (laughs) it's it's big it's a big blanket it covers you at least yeah Mm -hmm. fold it in um all right. Well, yeah. So uh, we are currently today discussing season one, episode 12, Fire and Water. I would like to suggest the alternate title of episode 12. Of course, Daniel Jackson is the one who gets Stockholm Syndrome. So... <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Before we jump in, oh, before we jump into the episode, yeah. do you want to, do you want, um, I feel like this podcast is missing a little something like um, artificial tension. Oh shit. What is that? Well, that means that we need to, to set a artificial tension deadline of 24 seconds where you get to this. It's your turn this week. You have to describe the plot of the whole thing in 24 seconds is the base gonna blow up if i don't oh my god the whole mountain and not just the mountain when the mountain comes down first of all their cover is going to be blown but like the whole fucking neighborhoods around it all those suburbs yeah yeah, the military families yeah they're all okay all right well all right 
I feel lots of lots of babies and, and dogs. Oh my and god! Cats. Oh my god! And all the squirrels too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably some birds. All right. Well, all this stress is going to help me out. I'm sure. Let's go. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Go. Okay. The the group comes back. They're like really wet, and Daniel's dead. So they have a big wake for him for a military funeral. Was he military? But Daniel's not dead. He's he's the kidnapped by a fish guy who wants him to translate shit, but he can't. But then the the gang realize he's not dead and he might be alive. So they go back and then Daniel decides that he's going to leave. And so they, they, they meet him and the fish man. And that's about it. Wow. Just with a second to spare, you gave a pretty spotty description. <laughs> hey, it's, well, a, it's podcast, a spotty episode. That was, <laughs> podcast is over. Time to go home. <laughs> and this is it, everybody. Our 24 second podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, I, you know, it's what the kids want nowadays. If it's longer no, than 30 oh. seconds, they don't care. Right. Um, I know sometimes, sometimes actually, actually, I'm like that. I'm like, why is this TikTok video so long? I didn't know they could be this long. <laughs> this is too long. I'm on TikTok got... precisely for yeah. 20 second bites. I was like, I think I have the gist and then I just keep going. <laughs> like I just scroll on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah, no, no, we're, we're going to talk about this episode. Uh, this is, you know, it's a uh, episode 12 fire and water directed by Alan Eastman, his only episode. Uh, of the show and i think it shows at least so far it's a little different it's kind of have a different feel to it in my personal opinion and i learned something about myself this episode just a quick Mm. little summation that i think that i personally find damp must up hair and running eyeshadow crazy hot oh no i think that makes a lot of sense that was um kind of a look in the 80s yeah, yeah. I, I'm not alone in this, right? No, that was a sexy lady look in the 80s. By the way, so Eastman, is he related to like uh, the late Linda McCartney? I don't know. I that was her name. name. Oh, okay. Anyway, I can't believe you didn't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you found Samantha really hot? Oh, or... uh, everybody. Everybody. Everybody looks everybody. super sexy. Uh, yeah, Samantha. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel, it was dreamy this episode. I'm going to say Daniel was at his dreamiest. Yeah. Although when they were like, Daniel's dead, I was like, maybe he'll come back as James Spader. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, if James Spader was in a weird merman bachelor pad without his glasses and slightly damp, then yeah, that Mm -hmm. would have been even sexier. Mm -hmm. Yummy. But, well, but I'll take this. Like I was the entire episode. I was just like, this is great. You know, Teal'c was looking good, you know, even mm-hmm. O'Neal was, you know, he was doing, he, he got a moment to shine as like his military gumption, you know? Yeah, I, I guess what you want to say is everybody, hey, everyone, we all look better wet. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> yeah. let's try to figure that out. Let's, yeah, let's, let's make that a thing. Um, some tips from the 80s, hair gel, a lot, wash your hair, sopping wet, put in as much dippity do as you can. Don't touch your hair. Yeah. And wear contact lenses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your eyes water? Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That reason. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, put mascara on the lower lashes and, and try yes. to yes. cry a lot. Please. Yeah. 
Um, well, anyway, all right, all right. Let's all right. Let's uh, let's let's get in in on this. Uh, okay. I, I like the first little scene. There's an underling that goes up to General Hammond and just does it like a quick. He's like, "Yeah, sir, SB four seven six looks pretty good." And Hammond's like, "We'll get SG four on that right away." Just a nice little thing to show that there's a bigger operation at work than what we're privy to. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. SG one isn't the whole isn't the name of the there's, game. There's there's a couple of those in here. That's that's nice. But yeah, their their meeting is interrupted by the Stargate starting. And they're like, hey, is anyone scheduled to return? <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like um, Stargate Daddy should know that. Hammond, <laughs> General General Stargate Daddy should know the schedule. Star I'm going to call him Stargate I'm going to call him Stargate Daddy from now on. <laughs> should know. And uh, he doesn't. He has to ask the underling. Yeah, that was a little weird. But yeah, they're waiting. The, the metal butthole is puckered right now. So <laughs> Gross. That's a ouchy butthole. That's a lot of hemorrhoids. <laughs> that but but and this is a, like they all go to the the gate room the aren't the the troops roll in they have a they have a quick little bit of a fucking anti-aircraft gun on a balcony <laughs> like they're like str- scrambling to get everything ready it's like jesus christ right, which we're people. gonna go ahead and, and break the whole stargate even though we have teams out <laughs> i never thought about that implication before fuck <laughs> but yeah but uh, it's SG one. They 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 open up the the sphincter. They come through and they look. They they look like. I mean, they're they're. They I look thought crazy. you said they look sexy. You just told me they look sexy. They as do hell. look sexy, but okay, they, okay, but at the same time, they're wet. They're they're wet and they are wide eyed, shaken, 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 and they they're do, they all do a pretty good job. Medically in shock. The yeah. doctors like they're clinically in shock. Yeah, not like hyper hyperbole. They're literally in shock. Yeah, and I think they all did a good job. Oh, like sure. Like performance-wise. Like, they really look, like, I was like, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah, they look freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also wet. And also kind of sexy. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they need to be comforted by you, huh? <laughs> hey, you guys look traumatized. My name's Tori. My name's Tori. I brought some tissues. Johnson Johnson. <laughs> Do they make Kleenex? Probably. <laughs> uh, although I I was thinking like it's like something crazy happened. I'm like thank thanks SG SG one, you know, for not showing probably the coolest part of this episode. Oh right. Well, it turns out I th- I don't think they had a lot of um, effects budget because um, their bubble budget. Just- there's a lot of aquarium <laughs> on budget. There's a lot of uh, aquarium bubblers, like li- like one that's supposed to be, and then other ones that are like, "Hey, that looks the same." <laughs> but that's that's jumping ahead. So there was nothing cool to show us, probably in the budget. No, well, we come to find out, yeah, no, n- nothing really. There's a couple indicators that we'll get to where I'm like, God, they didn't have a budget to shoot outside. So. <laughs> They couldn't even go into the forest. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, or to a field. Yeah, but you know, uh, yeah, everyone's rushing and and he's like, Where where's Dr. Jackson? And Teal'c's like, yeah. he's dead. Well, no, Teal'c is like, he's not with us. And Sam says we've lost him. Like they'd say vague things, and then oh. Emil finally says he's dead. Oh, they okay. all have you're, to put their hand on that ball for some reason. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. 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 I guess it's so that we confirm that they all are on the same page. 
<laughs> right now, they're all on the Daniel Jackson's dead page. Right, right, right. right. It's unanimous. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, cut to a bit, bit, bit of time later. Doctor Frazier's getting it done. Yeah, he's doing experiments on the on the wet clothes and 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 trying to do some quick interviews with uh, with the, with the patients. Yeah, here's here's the extent of her medical care. Warm blanket for Sam two, Carter. Two two warm blankets. Thank you. Two. You're right. She got a second warm blanket. I don't know if she administered the first warm blanket. But okay. <laughs> she she's overseeing or she's present. Somebody tries to take Talc's blood pressure and he freaks the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you're telling me nobody's tried to do this before. Like, like nobody's given him a medical workup before. He's never see, seen a blood pressure cuff. And so he's completely unfamiliar with it. He's like, I don't want that done. And then oh. they, so they just don't do it. And O'Neill says, chill out, Talc. They're just trying to take your blood pressure. And he's like, oh, as if that's like a normal concept on his planet where people don't need that done. Oh, right. <laughs> And then she tries to like examine Colonial O'Neill yeah. with her pen light. And yeah. then he's too photosensitive. And she is like, like, I'm no doctor, but she's like, oh, it can wait until like tomorrow after you've slept. I'm like, isn't checking his pupils like one of the best ways to find out if he's got a motherfucking concussion? So she's like, why don't you go to sleep first? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just look at this tomorrow because, you know. I just, my bedside manner is the most important thing to me about my career. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, it's sad. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, spoiler alert, Dr. Fraser is my yeah for this episode because <laughs> I do like her bedside manner. And I think, and I think she does some, some good stuff. So, so they, it must be like a, a couple hours later or maybe the next day they're, they're debriefing. And there's like these like shots of like all of them and like SVU shots. Them, right like, where they're like camera. we're looking at yeah and we're looking at them like on bad computer screens yeah like because so we know it's being recorded it's a it's really official yeah yeah and they're trying to discuss what happened and it's all it's a very irritating it's all very vague they just talk about daniel getting engulfed by fl- fire and th- they and it was very hot so they all like went into the ocean or a right, body of water to, to get away. Yeah, they thought it might have been a big lake. Like what? <laughs> so, but I will say there's one very specific thing that I think should give a viewer a pause at this point where um, Colonial O'Neill says, he's like, Daniel called out for help. He was like, Colonel, help me. And that is weird. Would Daniel not shout out, Jack, help me? Because not only, as you pointed out, is Daniel not a military man, but he never calls him Colonel. That's Sam's thing. Well, and as we'll find out, like, yeah, he like they he considers Jack a a good friend. Right. So um, and always calls like Talc always calls him O'Neill. Sam Carter always calls him Colonel. And Daniel Jackson always calls him Jack. So no, you're right. I think I think there, yeah, I think there is a lot sus. of little. <laughs> I think there there are a little a lot of little hints in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like one one of the things they say, the area was very unstable, and and when you hear it, you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what does that mean? But 
you know, right. you can't find out later. Yeah, all right, they're in it's underwater. Makes well, they talk about it being volcanic, but like they're just on a fucking beach. I with like mini volcanoes. I don't know with aquarium bubblers. <laughs> Like there's an aquarium bubbler in the room I'm in right now. And I just want to tell you, I feel perfectly safe. You're not, you're not getting any uh, the flashbacks or. Uh, no, I feel fine. Nem didn't get I, to you. Then again, I also know how to pour a proper beer. So we'll get there. Oh, very, oh, yeah, we'll get there. After the interviews, uh, Hammond talks with Fraser for a little bit. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're all pretty normal physiologically speaking, but that, but they're, you know, they're, they're post-traumatic stress. We got to talk about that. And, and Hammond's like, he's like, look, they, they all got dangerous jobs. They, the best thing to do is to put them back into the field. <laughs> like, right. right. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and it's weird, like they have it back and forth. Fra- Dr. Frazier's like, look, you, you can't be, she's, she's adamant. She's like, look, they need some time. They can't just go right back in seven days. And, and Hammond's about, he's about to be like, in my experience, after a traumatic exp- the, uh, episode, Ooh, the best thing to do is, and she doesn't, she's fully interrupts him and is like with respect you don't have fucking experience in this and neither do the rest of us yeah, yeah. which oh, means oh, she's yeah, also yeah, yeah. undercutting her own point but that's fine <laughs> also like i don't know i don't know I why did found- she know so much about ptsd i, guess. I don't well i don't know I, mean, I was thinking i think in this episode see i don't know much about the state of psychological medicine in 97 but yeah. it seems to me like, you know, there's some pretty, pretty good stuff going on in this episode. There's more. It does. Later. It does. It's true. Like, it's like, true. T- you know, t- you know, ahead of its time, maybe, or like t- leading, leading edge, you know? Well, I'm trying to think it is after it. Well, it is after the first Gulf War that might have some impact in like better understanding of post-traumatic stress disorder. I got you. Like, isn't this just like right after they decided to not call it shell shock anymore? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it is. I yeah. mean, I feel like I should know a definitive answer to that. But like, I, I don't know. I graduated from college with a sociology degree in 97. So I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to a bit later and they have, they're having a military funeral for Daniel right. okay. Jackson. Here's the thing. That fucking funeral. Why is it on the premises? Why is it in front of the Stargate? The Why star- is it <laughs> the Stargate is on? Why who's in the coffin? Where does the coffin go? Does it get reused, <laughs> repurposed, buried? Like they why aren't they outside? Why aren't they at Arlington National Cemetery? Why aren't they at any cemetery? Why aren't they on a field on the airbase like a normal Air Force funeral, I guess. Is it why is he even getting, like you said, a military funeral? Like, (laughs) what's with the wreath? He gets a wreath like a soldier, and then they just put it into the (laughs) vertical watering hole. And I'm like, where Where? are they sending it? Are they sending it to the planet they just came from? Is it just randomly going somewhere? And are those people are those people freaked the fuck out because this wreath shows up? Or is it an act of war to someone? Like what in the hell? And if it's nice, why don't we always sound send flowers in first? <laughs> what if the flowers like are diseased to whatever world they get sent to? And everyone's like, now we have hay fever. I don't know. Hey, look, I, hey, look, I'm with you. That was weird. So my thought was, I'm like, wow, they don't even have the budget to shoot in an empty field. 
they should be in a parade field. It's wild or like somewhere there should, I don't know. It should not be the top in the secret. mountain. So the, the, anybody dying oh. line of duty for SG, whatever has to have it in that small cement room. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so they do this funeral and then cut straight to Jackson. Of course he's alive. He's alive in some weird spot. Also wet. The episode is also very wet. wet. He does look better wet. He does look better wet. A lot of water reflection lighting techniques in this episode too. A lot of bubbling, a lot of a lot of light reflection, a lot of a lot of gobo effects. You know, I can appreciate that. I do like I do like this. I do like this set. Mm. It's a lot of fun. The merman bachelor pad. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I like that when the merman is wearing his jacket, he looks kind of like the savior aliens in the fifth element. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, this this merman comes in. Well, my thought was, wow, we finally meet. We're, we're meeting an alien. Finally. Uh, yeah. An actual alien other than the 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 Cronenberg worms. Right. Mr. Sushi, the gross, the grossest nigiri. Yeah. This is like a big deal, right? Like he's disgusting, but it doesn't, but it doesn't seem like much of a big deal. Like they don't really, they, I, and it makes me think of like that first scene where they're talking about all these other SG units. Oh yeah. Is that, so they've already met a other aliens probably. No, you know what? And they just don't show it. No, you're right there. What they're beating has been humans. And go old and Jaffa. They just meet humans. They just meet humans. Right. They just meet humans. Right. And you're right. That's maybe that's why I liked this episode so much more than the other ones because here's an actual alien. But they, but they themselves. I mean, Daniel seems a little like, oh, oh, okay. No, Daniel's pretty nonplussed. Like he's just like, uh, he just points to himself and goes, Daniel Jackson. Oh, yeah, very. And you. Like he's at a nice cocktail party. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The merman doesn't speak. He just points to some glowing glyphs on a wall. Apparently it's cuneiform. Yeah. And da- Daniel, you know, he, he, he goes immediately to work that this is his thing. Translation. So he tries, he, he he's trying to do it, but apparently he doesn't do it right. <laughs> or he does, but he can't like figures out the question. Like, like it's a question, right? He, which is what's the question? What fate? What Omaroka? fate? Omar- Almond Roca. Omarosa. <laughs> Omakazi. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that what it's called? It's, that's what the chef's platter is, right? <laughs> Merman shoots him with the light or something, and Daniel gets pissed, and and, that, and that's the end of that scene. Um, cut to up top on planet Earth at a the wake. wake. Yeah. And is, is this is this O'Neill's house? Uh, no, no, no. I think is it? I thought it was um Stargate Daddy's house. Hammond's? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that could be. Nice place. Yeah. Uh, everybody's uh wearing some good Dr. Frazier's wearing a white Miami Vice jacket. Everybody looks very cool. <laughs> Except for a couple people. First of all, why is MacGyver like wearing a huge black t-shirt and big old pants that looks like he slept in to a friend's wake? Yeah, and no, yeah, I'm he, gonna let I'm gonna let you go on talc. Oh man, oh my! God. I know you're dying. Oh my too. god, oh my god! I just look, look, the, the, this I, this is the first time 
we're seeing Teal'c in civilian wear. This is, this is the first thing, and it's just magical, you know? His, his, his nice, <laughs> his nice, you know, solid color jacket, his hat. It looks like what he went to Goodwill. That? I don't know. It looks like he went to Goodwill on drugs. I think it's like a Panama hat. It's... <laughs> Because nothing it's, makes any sense of what he's wearing. Awesome. That it's so fucking awesome. hat doesn't even cover his uh, metal forehead. What's the point of it? No, yeah, because he's not. He's not. He's not in disguise. He's 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 who he is. He's just. He's, oh, he's holy ex- shit! He's expressing That's just his himself. Outfit. That's just his. <laughs> he chose. He's like, this is what I want to look like in they like, society. They don't let him go to the store, so they just brought him like it's ninety seven. They just brought him like a JC Penny catalog, and we're, <laughs> we're like, pick what you want. And he was like, wasn't thinking about putting it together. Yeah, maybe not. So. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem to really care that much, but he rocks it. Does he? Does he rock it? That is, I think so. A question. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Uh, uh, Samantha rolls in also, and yeah, no, look, look, I think she's beautiful in this episode. Her, she still has like running eye shadow even at the wake for some reason. It's really weird. She's probably crying, even though it's supposed to be joyful. You know, she and Teal'c arrived together. What do you think that's about? I don't know, but I did notice that. You know, so I also okay. So we've talked a little bit, like we're going to be talking about things that cause flashbacks. And the main thing that causes them all flashbacks is anything fizzy. Fizzy. Yeah. And and can we talk about the character inconsistency of Jack O'Neill pouring beer into a glass, like a passive aggressive pissed off waitress (laughs) so that your beer is ruined. There's like a centimeter of beer liquid at the bottom and the rest is foam. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. What it, the fuck was that? I mean, yeah, you don't pour it straight. It's not champagne. You don't pour that shit straight in the bottom of the glass, unless yeah. you are mad at the person you're giving that beer to. Well, he's pouring it for Sam, and and yeah, it's weird because he's he's. I don't know. The only thing I can say is he's distracted. Obviously, you know. Yeah. Like, and and I'm just gonna say, in '97, I think that was like a cool girl move, like Sam walking in and being offered a drink, and she's like, "Beer." Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, I'm cool. I'll take a beer. And she said, and Teal'c does his usual, like, looks over. Yeah, why can't he drink? I would feel like that would be great. He'd never get a hangover. I wonder if he can't get drunk. Yeah, maybe the Guawul does something. He doesn't say, I don't want any, though. He says he can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe. I want to know more about that. What, can he, can he eat dairy? Mm-hmm. We learn he can't hypnot hypnosis doesn't work on him either. Well, we, we don't. We learn that he sounds like a macho fuck, just oh, like O'Neill, oh, where oh, he's like, well, I, "Oh, I thought it was a like, go oh. out." I thought it was a go out old thing. Well, he doesn't even know. He's like, probably won't work on me. Oh. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, that, that Wait, we just... jumped ahead again. We jumped ahead again. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, there's so much stuff connected. Uh, um, well, yeah. Well, so his shitty beer pouring. Causes a lot of fizziness, which makes him go into a flashback of mm-hmm. other fizziness, red tinted fizziness, bubbly Jackson screaming in the burning void. It's crazy. It's it's so crazy that he goes out and starts 
hitting hockey pucks <laughs> that are lined up, just happen to be lined out outside the garage. And then he picks up the hockey stick and he just smashes the closest car window, which we do find out belongs to Stargate daddy. But my biggest question is that car is a piece of shit. Is it? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and it, yeah. And I want to know, like the paint's not even shiny anymore. It is like an old ass gray sedan. And I just am like, that's fine. But why does Stargate daddy drive that hot pile of garbage? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Like I would, I feel like 97, wouldn't he at least be like, I have a nice shiny new Dodge dynasty, you know, or a Lincoln town car or some shit. Well, maybe it was like his shitty car. That's why I didn't give much of a, he didn't seem much perturbed. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, oh, I was just going to give that to like my nephew. I don't really like my nephew. Well, there's all this back and forth. O'Neill's like, I think I might retire. And he's like, you can't retire. I got more jobs for the SG one. But yeah, you have to go clean out. You have an to apartment. go clean out Daniel's apartment. <laughs> you can't retire. You have to go pack up shit for Goodwill. <laughs> because again, Catherine doesn't exist. You're the closest thing she has to. He has to family. SG one, you know, they're they're not going out in the field. They, you know, this might be some nice. Well, see, that's again, it's this like Hammond has all these weird thoughts. He's like, it might help you to go and clean out the apartment of the friend that you just lost horribly. Yeah. I'm not going to consult anybody about this. I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, use my daddy wisdom. (laughs) Daddy knows fast. That's so weird. They do that. We cut back to, uh, to Daniel. He's in the, the weird bubbling fishman house. Okay. So this is at the point too. So they've been chatting for a minute. And the guy and, and Mr. Sushi's back and he says, what speech? Yeah, apparently what he can speak speech? English. So he's just being he's been an asshole not responding to him. For no, like, so he's like, what speech? And, and he's like, oh, this is English. It's way more modern than uniform. And and it's like this guy's at response is, oh, fucking cool, cool. I'm already speaking English. So this is perfect. <laughs> I, I don't understand that scene at all. I feel like it, like this show has not resolved how they're able to communicate with people in other worlds. And so they need to stop drawing attention to it. <laughs> you know? Well, like I mean, just, th- I mean, this dude, I mean, he's obviously thousands of years old. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, surprise. It's not impossible that he doesn't know English or that he knows English. It's just that, he just decided not to not, not to use it for the first four hours when Daniel was like, can you please answer me, please? Like, really? Because I feel like it's improbable that he knows English because he's still thinking about Earth in Babylonian terms and knows nothing of Earth since Babylon. Oh, fair he enough. Thinks, he thinks that the Goa'uld have taken over. So I just feel like just stop drawing attention to it. And then maybe I can suspend my disbelief better and not be such a jerk about it when we talk about it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And he just keeps repeating what fate Amaroka and Daniel's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, look, can I just get back to my friends? And Yeah. Where are my friends? I've got books. Look, I'm willing to help you. We're chill people. And this guy doesn't trust them because um, he's like, you had a gold with you. You probably got a gold inside of you. Um, my lady friend was not able to stop the gold. So that means that you are serving the gold. 
So Merman, yeah, like him and Daniel, they just keep getting into fights. And, and is this where he threatens death? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's he's like, look, you will die. So I'll it, kill you. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just being a big dick. And Daniel's like, I can't tell you shit. I don't know. You expect me to remember every detail of every book that I ever motherfucking read twelve years ago? Right. I right. don't know. Like, yeah. Th- this is this is like most of the episode is just him being like, I can't tell you. And he's like, What fate, Almond Roca? <laughs> and, and and he's like, look, I, I can't. It's yeah. So it, it just it just goes back and forth. We do we do learn that that yeah he he, he wants to know about Babylon and that Amaroka was his mate. You know what though, Tori? What fate almond Roca? Have they stayed in business? Oh, they're they're they they're never going away. They're they're delicious. They're at the top. Okay. In Tacoma, Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what the smell comes from? Is that the smell? Is that no. the after effect of almond Roca production? Sm- no, no, no. <laughs> that's the case. No. no, the bad smell, and I believe it's gone because I don't think there's a pulp mill there anymore. The Tacoma aroma is was caused by it was a pulp factory. Well, it was still there. Paper factory. Four months ago. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's still there. I don't know. I moved out. Don't care. Yeah. So that that's pretty much it. So yeah, we we learned that uh, Amaroka is his mate, and she was in Babylon. But that's really all we get. Do you notice that this guy is like goes in and out of speaking complete sentences with all the parts of speech, and then also speaking broken English? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't care for. <laughs> is there like not a head writer? Well, well, yeah, well, so he gets pissed and he, he starts to leave and the merman does. And he's like, he's like nourishment and a wall pocket opens up with a little like, you know, miso soup. And then another wall pocket opens up and the flimsiest like $5 slab of plastic comes out and he's like, sleep. Here's your weird Lucite bed that has like, I don't know, figure out which position this bed is made for because it is. Definitely contoured for something. So you figure out which part of your body fits where. It was a slapdash job that he made being like, how do primates sleep? I don't know. So Plastic slabs that come out of the slabs. wall. Yeah, da- Daniel Jackson break that if you get on top of that. He would because he's like six feet tall and that was like a four foot like, <laughs> contoured slab. So pretty rude, actually. It was. It's a slap in the face. Can you imagine if that guy actually slapped you in the face because he had like those web fingers? It would really, um, I don't know, would it hurt more or less? Because on the one hand, he could, uh, I think he would lose momentum, but there, but what momentum he had would be more concentrated, right? Isn't that physics? Yeah, well, so we cut back to Earth and uh, there's just a quick little scene in Daniel's apartment, which is amazing, by the way. Like, Mm -hmm great apartment full of shit that he's stolen. Yeah. Shit. I think he's stolen and he's got a pristine cichlid tank. Oh yeah. And, and my first thought was someone has going to have to take care of that from now on. Like I know I was like, how many days has it been? Has anyone been over to feed those fuckers? They eat a lot. And also there's not a hint of algae in that tank. That looks like a brand new goddamn tank. 
Maybe he has like a uh, cleaning service. Yeah, which, I would like that. If that's the case, why aren't they packing? I have an eight gallon tank and I would like a cleaning service for my <laughs> tank. So, anyway. Well, yeah, but but the the gate gang, they're just there. They're like they're like Teal's playing with his games, board games. Carter's reading from his diary. Um, and then she goes to the aquarium and she has a flashback of the bubblies from the uh right. Because she's looking at a literal like bubble tube in the back of his aquarium, which is also, I believe, what they used with different colored lights for the actual for planet the set, scenes. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's easier for me to suspend my disbelief if you'd stop drawing attention to shit like that. <laughs> but you're yeah, your first yeah. showrunners. Whatever's. Yeah, well, so, and then we cut to uh, the base a little bit later, and Dr. Frazier's talking to them. And uh, again, this is another thing where, like, she starts, she gives, like, a, you know, a low-key serotonin 101. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and and the same, and again, I'm like, oh, wow. It's like, not that serotonin is, like, a newish thing, but, like, Mm -hmm. but can they, like, tell serotonin levels in 97? I think, well, I know like Prozac has been around for a good fucking minute, like probably like at least 10 years in 97. And so there's also then other SSRIs and everyone's like serotonin. It sounds cool to talk about it probably in 97, but like she says that can account for the depression. And I was like, are they depressed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Noticed. (laughs) How about like grief? Like, could their grief account for their mood? I mean, I don't think you can call people who are immediately bereaved, clinically depressed for six months. Well, yeah, she takes him over to their brain scans and like, she's like, it's too small of an anomaly for me to really think about. And then you see the picture and she's like, there's a dark spot on your brain. And it's like half of their brain. She's like, I wouldn't notice it if it was one of you, but it's weird that it's all three of you. <laughs> it's like fucking half of their fucking meat ch- right. salad. It's it's and right also, there. What you're hearing is kind of like, oh, I guess I did kind of a slipshod job on, you know, as you could tell when I didn't make you get your eyes looked at and I didn't make you get your blood pressure. I didn't do a great job evaluating you when you came back. So I'm glad you guys came back to tell me there's problems. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude, like, no, you're not great at your job. No, she's, she's perfect at her job. What are you talking okay. about? She, she saw that dark spot. It was small, really small, even though it wasn't. She's right. like, but, but, and she was trying to start talking about it, but then they get interrupted again by Stargate activation. And so they, right. they freak out. And she's like, wait, what the fuck? Where are you guys going? Yeah. And they, but all three of them just book it to the butthole. Yeah. And and it's it's a weird it's a weird scene because they look and there's Jackson walking. It just looks like moseying. Jackson. He's just moseying in, like super just lackadaisical. He's just like, Yeah, I'm back. And they're like, Oh my God. But then it's but then he removes his helmet and it turns out it's an actual hot guy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's not, he wasn't wet. So wasn't really uh, doing me. He wasn't wet. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, he was. I'll you know, take him on the team. Uh, it's SG6, apparently. 
And he is looking, oh my God, he is looking at SG1 like, I can't believe you guys are SG1. (laughs) He's like, his look of like disgust and contempt for them. Also, um, sadly, pretty hot. (laughs) No, look, look, look. This is my note. I I, I wrote down uh, some tough looking Marines looking like they just committed some planetide genocide somewhere. (laughs) Planetide genocide. Oh my God, it is. And so, and so, and so my, like, I just started going like this whole idea of like showing the world that we're not seeing. I'm like, I really want to know how unique SG one is. Wait, I want to know if there's like, if there's like, I want all, I want there to be a spinoff show for every other team. Well, I mean, I don't know. See, in my mind, I I feel that it's like SG one is sort of like, it's sort of like Hammond being like, here you go, Dr. Jackson. Yeah. You guys are SG one. You guys are going to be there. You're going to make first contact with everything. You're going to be doing the pioneering work. And then after they get back from the planet, he's like, all right, SG two or three or through nine, go in there and take care of some shit and take care of some shit, please. Air quotes, go clean up after those dummies. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like SG one, just like this weird little platter of like, Mm -hmm. of like quietude for Jackson and O'Neill. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't actually know what's actually going on, you know, poor it was Sam Carter because she's like, oh, I would be on the genocide squad. A hundred percent. I drink beer at weight. <laughs> she probably thought and she probably. Yeah, she probably thought that that Marine was hot as well, too. Yeah, she probably did. She's probably almost forgot. She's probably like, oh, for a minute, I was sad you weren't Daniel Jackson. But, but um, have I we wasn't? met? I'm, <laughs> hi, I'm um, Captain Dr. Sam Carter. And then he just walks past her because she's an SG-1 and she's like, oh, there you go. And, and she's like, oh, I wish I were still wet. Then he would have been like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's where's Jackson's hair gel? Yeah. <laughs> I need some dippity-doo. Fuck that guy for dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He didn't even leave me his hair gel in as well. <laughs> well, yeah. So the gate gang, they're, they're just losing their minds. They, they think that they think Daniel's dead, but they also think he's alive because they keep like, they're really sure. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the water world now. And this is where like, they're just not making any headway. And the, that guy is the sushi guy is becoming more and more like uh, he's dishes, he's dishes outer armor and is now just wearing yeah. a seaweed t-shirt. That's like some, <laughs> like some underwater streetwear, <laughs> like cutting edge. He probably looks sexy fashion. to fish people. I bet he does. I bet he's a sexy as hell. I mean, underneath all that webbing, he looks like he's keeping it tight. So, um, so, so this scene fucking something happens. That's wild. First of all, this motherfucker is at least over 4,000 years old Uh, Yeah, yeah. and smart, right? Knows a lot, has a lot of wisdom, but, um, it has to be Daniel's idea to use. He's like, wait, so you altered my friend's memory. So that they would think I was dead. So you could like do some kind of memory meld with me and get that information. And I just want to know why that was Daniel's idea and why that motherfucker didn't wake up strapped to that table. 
because this is a guy who was like, I will kill you if you don't give me the information. I'm like, why are we doing this whole song and dance? Drop him to the machine. And then he's like, no, you could die. It could hurt you. And Daniel's like, well, I don't care. I'm willing to do it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, because it's better than than being alive without my friends. And I'm like, it is it's like, like I'd, I don't I'd rather know. die than sleep on that plastic casing that you call a bed. Like, and I'm, I'm just here to question that choice. Um, but anyway, also to say inconsistent because he's like, I'm willing to die to try this. And the fish guy is like, well, I'm not willing to risk your life to try this. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah you yeah. literally threatened to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I get it. And you risked apparently every one of his friends' lives to alter their memories in this contraption. So what the ever loving fuck? Why is this an argument? Why is this scene? <laughs> Why? I, and it just really fuck it. I like this episode. So I'm really annoyed about this. Like, why won't you mind meld with him? Like we, we learn a bit more. Like Daniel's like, well, tell me some stuff so I can figure it out. And he, and the, oh, and yeah. the merman mentions Bellis, this God named Bellis and Omaroka tried to stop him because he was a Goa'uld apparently on earth, but she might've right, right. and Daniel's like, and he's like, but tell me. And Daniel's like, look, I can't tell you. I, I don't, I can't tell you what I don't know. And, and the merman's just like, no. And he's like the, he, he's like the, he's like a guy at like your four week improv class. that just doesn't <laughs> get how to do it, you know? Cause Daniel's giving, yeah. giving him all these like, yes. Ands, and he's just like, and he's just no. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, but, and you're right. Yeah, he could have just mind melded them the whole time. And we learn later that like that's his whole deal. Yeah. Is mind melding. Yeah. But he can't even do it without like a weird head strappy Frankenstein bed anyway. So like how great is he? Oh, we'll talk we'll talk about that. Talk about that bed. Hey, can we it's also all- talk about that? Like <laughs> he so like this guy, this uh sushi man is like, oh, he's convinced that the whole of Earth has been taken over by the Goa world. And Daniel's like, no, maybe your lady friend um, influenced the uprising we had. We've now built a civilization and it's so cool that it rivals that of the Goa world. We're free. And I have several points. Motherfucker, who's free? (laughs) My other point is rivals the society of the Goa Olds. I would say, I don't know, surpasses it because every time I've seen them, they're still sort of doing ancient earth shit. Yeah, we haven't seen any sweet futuristic Goa Olds yet. No, I haven't seen. I mean, I guess they have spaceships, yeah, in which case. They do have spaceships for galactic travel. In which case, do we rival them? I mean, no. I mean, he's just saying nonsense at this point. Well, Daniel Jackson is saying nonsense, I guess. But you know what I wouldn't do? Be like, oh, my God, I want to help you so fucking bad because you threatened my life. (laughs) Let's make friends. Oh, that's the Stockholm Syndrome? Oh, 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 right. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's totally like on this motherfucker's side. And he's like, oh, my God, humanity owes a huge debt to your girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, to his girlfriend, not to him. He's a dick. He is. A dick. I, I have in my notes that this guy is a dick. It's me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's I amazing. Very much. Cheers. Too, yeah. Cheers very much. 
So while 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 uh, Swamp Thing is deciding whether or not to do that, we cut back to Earth. They're they're in the briefing room and and they're listening to a reel to reel recording of waves crashing right. on the it's, surf. And it's the beginning of every '90s Paco Bell's Canon <laughs> CD. And O'Neill's like sweet tune. That's a pretty good line. Yeah, that's pretty. He's 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 a real asshole, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's to help him feel better. Doc, you know, they're like, you know, this, this is, is gonna help you remember. This is gonna relax you, which is really a wild thing to say. It is, but but the whole, but again, the whole concept of like, like musical th- or like sound therapy was yeah. that a thing in '97? I don't know. It just seems like, are you trying to trigger them to having a memory, like? Is that why the ocean sound, or do you just consider the ocean sound multi-purpose? Could it have been true, whale true, sound? True. Whale sound was big back then. <laughs> like people bought whole CDs of whale sound. They could have done whale sounds. I was too close to Star Trek Four. Good points. But I don't know. But again, I was like, man, they're on the cutting edge, the cutting edge of psychological, you know, techniques. Right. Or I could be. I wrong. mean, pseudo science. I don't know. Pseudo- I don't know. Uh, sh- sure. I mean, whatever they, the case. Like, because they also like the. I don't know. Hypnosis, by the way, not cutting edge. Right. OK. Yeah. That is certainly not. Well, so, yeah, they're, Hammond's like, look, this might help you out. And O'Neill's like, it's kind of distracting. It's not going to work. And then it pans over to Teal'c, who is like perched on the edge of his seat, <laughs> raptly listening to this reel to reel. He looks like he is at a seance <laughs> and he's been possessed by the spirit they're trying to contact. It is so wild. Yeah. He has a flashback, a bubbly flashback of Daniel's death. Yeah. Which is not illuminating at all, because at the end of which, first of all, they're trying to access those memories, but instead of just letting it go, fucking MacGyver is like, Teal, Teal, snap out of it. And I'm like, no, you don't want him to snap out of it. (laughs) And then he's like, what'd you see, man? And he's like, I saw Daniel Jackson's death. And I, and everyone's like, oh yeah, that's, that's what we're all, that's what we've all seen for days. Okay. That was useless. Drama for nothing. Well, <laughs> well, well, but but then you know, the, the Hammond's like, we all know y- y'all think this, but how long? He figures out that like they all think they were there for like a half hour, and he's like, right. four hours. Read the 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 briefings, the the minutes. Seems like it took them way too many days to realize there was a discrepancy a discrepancy with time loss. Yeah, they, they they probably could have figured that out in the first when they were when they when they were on the SVU TV cameras. They really treat SG one like with kid gloves. I really kind of feel I don't know what it is. Why I'm, I'm telling I'm telling you, I, we're going to learn about this in later seasons. They're like they're like a the pack. special bus. There's the no disrespect to the special bus, but like they probably shouldn't be SEAL Team One. No. No, exactly. No, I've been saying this from the beginning. Maybe this should be. You know what? Scratch that. They probably should be. So the the consultant who's in is saying maybe since the ocean waves haven't done any good, they've they've only done harm. (laughs) We've only managed to trigger (laughs) Tilk. Perhaps we could try hypnosis. And uh, O'Neill and Tilk get all macho about it. And like... (laughs) 
O'Neill's like, I never liked that. Like bark like a dog, cluck like a chicken stuff. Yeah. He's definitely talking about Pat Collins, the hip hypnotist. Okay. Or like the 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 fair hypnot the hypnotists that go to the fair and pull audience members up on stage and make them cluck like a chicken and bark like a dog. Mm. Then Teal was like, oh, I know it wouldn't work on me. It wouldn't work on me. Just like beer. Well, <laughs> Again, I I mean I I I took that to mean that like the Goa'uld makes it impossible for him to be hypnotized. But I do no like idea. I do like your version of him being like. Uh, no, I am a this warrior. doesn't work on. I am me. a warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Because he has no fucking idea. Has he ever heard of hypnosis? He doesn't. Earlier in the episode, he's like, "What's a blood pressure cuff?" But now he's like, "I know what hypnosis is," and I, I, I ain't no pussy. Fair, you know, that's his whole attitude. Yeah, that could be it. Excuse me, everyone, for summarizing his attitude in such offensive terms. Anyway, Sam Carter is like. Um, I took undergrad psychology. I literally, <laughs> I'm not kidding at this point. I literally thought when she's like, I'd like to take a swing at it. I literally thought she was offering to conduct it. And I was like, I hate this show. I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> <laughs> but she was just somehow saying that having taken college psychology was a prerequisite for getting hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. She was just like, I'm, I'm down to, I'm, I'll, I'll volunteer. Yeah, like maybe she was just saying like, well, I'm not ignorant about it, so I'll do it. Yeah. You guys are ignorant and I'm not, so I'm game. Yeah. Well, but but yeah, and but and O'Neill's like, you know, look, I, I don't think any of this is going to help. We need to go back. And in me, as in, when he immediate when he says that, oh, right. Teal immediately just screams, "No!" And Carter's like, "No, we cannot do that." And then the consultant says, "Well, if that's not a condition response, I don't know what is." And I'm like, Hypnosis and conditioned response are not the same goddamn thing. A hypnotic suggestion and a conditioned response, I think, are different. <laughs> I mean, I could be, I, I accept correction, but I think those are two different things. Well, isn't it that like he can, they can find the cause of the conditioned response through hypnosis? Is that? Is well, that no, but he said that thing? that it was a conditioned response, which would have meant you don't get a conditioned response in like fucking four hours. Oh, oh, well, yeah. oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's that's just it. Because because Carter's like, why did I just say that? I must be. And, and he's like, his yes, condition. And they're like, really? And the doctors, he really wants to put them in hypnosis. though. Yeah, but she's already volunteered. So this this is so funny. Like, like just the way the next scene looks, the hypnosis mm -hmm. scene. Because mm -hmm. it looks like it looks like they're in a storage closet for like a garage. It's a cement room. Carter is 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 center frame in a no back steel chair. What with a lamp you have to <laughs> right next to her. <laughs> She's like, on a stool. Right next, yeah, right next to her. That's and bizarre. the lamp is right next to her, like right above her head, blinking slowly in and out. The, the doctor is on the other side of her in her face. And the first line you wow. hear is you are now completely relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, okay. <laughs> like, is she? They also, they didn't have consultant money and they didn't have empty field money for this episode. They no. spent all their money on aquarium supplies, which to be fair, <laughs> Aren't cheap. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The merman bachelor pad is not 
That's the most expensive set they've had. Mm-hmm. So even far. the aquarium that was in Daniel Jackson's apartment probably ate their budget. Had 20, 20% <laughs> of the budget. Yeah. So he, he, he takes her back and to them just getting to the planet, which they haven't been able to like remember and props to it not being Canada. I mean, it's just, it's CGI basically. Oh, is it? Canada does have coasts. They do, but but there's like they they have like you know like four moons in the sky, and okay. the beach has literally like mini volcanoes on it. It's yeah. like it's it's like a also I, like I a didn't mini look- Yellowstone. I mean, to be fair, it, you know it's 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 cool and sci-fi looking. It just looks kind of fake. I guess they didn't have enough money to CGI a parade field. No, definitely not. But at okay. least it's not a British Columbia forest. So Ooh. props. Fair enough. So they're there. They're on the planet. They got there. They they get to the they get to like the body of water. <laughs> O'Neill's like, looks like an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, O'Neill. God, he Thanks, is buddy. like the brains of this operation. <laughs> I <laughs> can you believe this guy played MacGyver? <laughs> hey, this guy got has range. range <laughs> Daniel has a little camera and he spots some bubbling in the water. Oh, yeah. It looks like it looks like a tiny Godzilla is coming toward them. <laughs> he's like, well, <laughs> it makes it look like he's like looking really far. He's like, do you guys see that out there? And then and then the next shot is the bubbles like 20 feet from them. Right. Which means like, by the way, like this guy is intentionally like laying down in water. He that's like, I don't know, calf deep. Yeah. Like he, he could have stood up a long time ago, oh, yeah. but he, he didn't want to look foolish, like walking slowly <laughs> through water. That, I, I, I don't understand. Like he could have edge walked right toward it. It would have been sweet, but whatever. Uh, the merman gets up. It's him. He comes up to them. They're all silent. I, I guess they've seen aliens. I don't know. Uh, no, everybody's really chill about it. Even when he comes and he puts his motherfucking hand right on Talc's stomach. Yeah. Right on his tummy. Right, right like, on don't that, even, that raw incision. Don't even let this creep around pregnant people. <laughs> because he will put his hand right on your stomach. Yeah. Like, gross. And then he he asks via uh, cuneiform in the sand if they're from Babylon Earth. Daniel says yes. Because Daniel doesn't even stop to think or ask. What should we tell him? He's like, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah that, that, that's uh, Babylon. That's, that's us. That's us. That's actually all the humans from all the planets is something we've already found out. But Apparently. yeah, <laughs> but also us. Yeah. So, but then, so he, he shoots them and then it's just a montage of like more memories goes between like the gang being strapped into chairs next to a bubbling crew and getting zapped and Carter like yelling out the bubbles and weird shit like that. We ba- we basically learn that this is like the merman's whole deal. Like this is his thing. He's a doctor or something. I don't know. He's a mind meld practitioner. Oh, uh, I just assumed all his people could do that. How close? How small minded of me? <laughs> no, he, he he no he fulfilled a special niche in fish culture. Yeah. 
But yeah, but it's really just, it's like a dime store Wolverine origin story montage. Yeah. It uh, is very much like they were looking around the studio from like a 1930s Frankenstein movie and we're <laughs> like, oh, here's some props since we spent all of our money on this bad CGI and this great fish tank that I'm taking home. I, the headset designer, am going to take to my yeah, house. Yeah. No, Alan yeah. Eastman took that. He's like. Probably. He only did this episode so that he would get that fish tank. Yeah. yeah it was a pretty sweet tank. Pretty sweet tank. Somehow it makes Daniel not seem cooler. But okay. I feel like if I went to like some dude's apartment and he had that tank, I'd be like excited about the tank, but not as excited about that guy. <laughs> Which is weird. But even but even without his glasses and slightly damp. Is he James Spader yet? No. Okay. No. No. No one's James Spader except for James Spader. Yeah. If like James Spader had a fish tank like that, the, I would the, not. The, 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 the world is split, and it's very one man is James Spader. The rest are <laughs> not. Okay, but there is there's a guy that there's a guy who was on both Blacklist and the show Revenge who's almost James Spader. Okay. There's a third. There's, there's a, a third circle in the Venn diagram that's yeah. almost James Spader. Yeah, and it's just that one guy. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, so they do that, and Carter jumps out of the uh, off the stool and is like, "Hey, we we just left Daniel. Like he didn't die. Like we just left him." And you know, and, sir, we left him. And then what's weird is O'Neill's like, "I know," and like you know, okay. And he goes, "We're going back." Yeah, we're going back. All right, so we cut to uh, the merpad. Daniel, speaking of uncomfortable things, Daniel is strapped like this thing. Oh my god! Do you, could because you, do you have a picture all, in your mind of this thing? Yes, or? because first of all, this guy's like, "I'm going to kill you," and then he's like, "No, I won't let you do it. It's too dangerous." And then Daniel's strapped to the thing, and Daniel goes, "No, make it stop." So the guy goes over and turns the machine up. <laughs> This guy's all over the map in whether or not he gives any fucks. Is he compassionate? Is he a sociopath? Does he regret that he has to do this? Is he enjoying it? I fuck this guy. This guy's the huge dick. Well, every, every, I mean, everything about it just looks uncomfortable. Can you imagine if the guy was like, now that you've like, now that you've emphatically agreed to do this and insisted upon it, just so you know. I'm going to have to put you in stirrups and I am going to have to use the anal speculum. It's the only way. It would have been easy for him. <laughs> <laughs> for Daniel? No, for the merman because Daniel was in that position. So as you said, he gets probed and he starts spouting. At first I thought, I see, at first I thought it was like genetic memory that they were talking about that like all humans have like memories of other humans, like but no, it's it's more basic. I kind of thought that too. Like it was like an innate thing that we just have trouble accessing. It, it was really unclear, but I think it was just like stuff he's read that yeah. he forgot. Yeah, it's just memories of the, like the books he barely paid attention to in grad school. Hey, Tori, like if somebody were going to, because I'm going to tell you if it were me, yeah, somebody could probe me and they could get like all of the Laura Ingalls Wilder Little House on the Prairie books. What about you? Mm. What's lurking in there for you? Oh, oh, uh, just, uh, you know, all the shows I've watched, uh, uh, all the Charlie Brown comics that I read as a kid. Oh my God. Um, I read those too. I learned how to read with those. 
with oh, the yeah. books, the little peanuts comic, the little peanuts books. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. how my mom taught me how to read before nice, kindergarten. Nice. Peanuts shaped my worldview. <sighs> Weird that, that that were who we are then. Because <laughs> I don't think either of us is what Charles M. Schultz was going for. So <laughs> we, we learned from the probing that. Yeah, there was apparently some stuff written about that. Daniel's really clenched. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) We learned that. Yeah, we learned that Amaroka is in the Babylonian uh, scripts. You read about her. She came and she helped the man and went into the sea at night. She saw. She then got her ass kicked by Bellus, a goat wool who came down. And uh, so, yeah, we learned what fate uh, Almond Roca. And Merman, <laughs> Merman cries, uh, but Daniel survives. Which, by the way, at this point, I'm like, did you not guess? It's been four fucking thousand years. Either her fate is was death, or she left you. You le- left your. She ass. Go- she ghosted <laughs> you, and you're creepy. You're creepy for so many reasons, and this is just another one of those reasons. He would just hang out in his weird pad, like with like, and, pr- and probe like random people who came through the Stargate. Right. And like his fetish is asking what fate Almond Roca. And like, <laughs> I feel like 4,000 years, even if she had lived and come back, I think they'd have grown apart by now. Dude's holding on to a fantasy. It's, yeah. It's a long time to, to hold on. Yeah. I don't know. Like I love my husband, but thank God we aren't going to live 4,000 years. So the, the whole thing's successful. Roman cries. We cut to the gate gang who wait, met- does he cry? Like, does he cry like tears? No, like cry. He cries out. Like he yells. Oh, okay. And it goes on for like a minute. Like it's a minute of this dude just yelling and crying. Wow. I really checked and out. And Daniel's like, what I thought about. <laughs> well, Daniel's like, can you unstrap me, dude? Yeah. I'm, this is, uh, we're done, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, a few more tests. Yeah, well, since I have you here, and I mean, since Ullman Roke is dead, I was yeah, just yeah. thinking... This thing makes the perfect angle, if you're not a man. Yeah, and it's been like 4,000 years. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> you're I looking just found fishier out, every hour. Yeah, I just found out I have nobody to be faithful to. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you look really good wet, you know? You did ask to get on the table. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Well, Daniel does like to sow his oats throughout the galaxy. Oh, he does. So don't be sitting there complaining. Mm, but he do, he likes to sow his oats. He does not like to have his oats sown, I think, if you know what I mean. Jesus. Okay. We got, we're all, we're so close. We're, we're close. That's so, what Daniel said. So the, so, so, the, <laughs> so the gate gang. Uh, so they're back on the planet. They're back at the seashore. They've come back. Mm-hmm. They're ready to rock. So the bubbling starts up and it's and it's coming towards them. Daniel, then we cut to Daniel down at the bottom. So this place is like in the water and there's like this actually pretty cool like doorway that goes between like the sea and like the open oxygenated air of the bachelor pad. And and but it and but it's left open. So Daniel also leaves. And he and he comes up to the surface as, as well. He is he is very casual about getting into an unknown depth of water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but, but he does it. He's desperate, and he gets up, and he and he emerges from into the uh, 
over the right surface. behind right behind the swamp thing he emerges right behind the swamp and thing. the the entrance uh th- this is where the little mermaid comes into effect yeah because i i hope you have this burned into your mind how daniel emerges from the water because it's like <laughs> oh my it's god bre- just like the little mermaid breast crest, first cresting it's, over that rock <laughs> He 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 was breast first, chest first, his his hair whipped back, like I. You do like not remember this? Commercial. Like this was so. It was so. I was like, what? They had to have. That was a choice. Uh, yeah. Well, so they're all up on the seashore, and and you know the gate gang is nervous, but Daniel's like, don't shoot him. No, no. This is the part that was distracting me. He's like, don't shoot. Don't shoot. And all I have written in my notes is, um, why not? With three gajillion question marks. Why not shoot that guy? Fuck that guy. I don't understand why we're not shooting him. He's dangerous. And he's a (laughs) dick. And they have resolved nothing. They've resolved nothing. He hasn't apologized for threatening to kill Daniel. They haven't really bonded. Daniel helped him so he could survive. I would definitely be like, phew, I'm glad I made it through that with my wits. Now shoot that motherfucker. (laughs) That'd be like when the FBI saved somebody who survived through using their wits. And that person would come out and be like, don't shoot. Don't shoot. That person has Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. When you begin to relate with the plight of your captor over your own plight and begin to sympathize with them and care for them, that's Stockholm syndrome. Shoot that, shoot that motherfucker. Cause then that motherfucker's got the goddamn nerve when they're like, Hey, we'd still like to make friends with your species. That's why we're here. We have no ill intent. And he's like, "Mm, maybe in time. It's like, (laughs) what? We didn't do shit to you. Can you, that's like, oh my God. That's well, he, like, he's in the grieving process. From, whatever, but from that's Amikaze. like, but that's the go it's not the humans. And it's just like, that's like when somebody shoves you to the ground and you say, oh my God, I'm sorry. And they go, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll accept your apology in time. <laughs> what? Fair like, enough. fuck that, fuck that. Person. Well, the, th- mean, the no. thing that was weird to me was, is that Daniel calls him Nem for the first time this episode. We don't hear, we don't learn that dude's name the entire episode. And then Daniel's like, hey, Nem, uh, hey guys, this is Nem. Uh, what? Like how many scenes did they come out? Because I feel like we've got a real enemy mind situation going on over here. But mm. like they had to cut out all the scenes where these guys would have bonded. Yeah, it all happened post probe. When you get probed sometimes, what happens is your brain releases like special hormones. Serotonin? No, oxytocin. Oh, oh. And it <laughs> makes you feel bonded in a way that is um, maybe not even healthy for you. Ah, yeah. This is why you have to have, it's, it's like going into a drinking night. You need to know your limits going in. And if you're just going to have a casual probe, you got to have your limits going in. You know what? Daniel, Daniel would say that like, he's been in that, like that pad for like, you know, maybe eight hours. It's been like five days. Oh, I know him and him and Neb have started like redecorating. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Going to brunches with his Nem's friends. 
Mm-hmm. His friend. And Daniel started out feeling like he didn't belong, but pretty soon everybody accepted him as part of the group. And he is just like, he's like, I don't want to escape. Yeah, he's so like, that, that's you why he was like, don't shoot. He's like, that's my, ne- that's my Nem was like, <laughs> Nem was like, Daniel, let me take that collar off of you. And Daniel's like, no, I love it. And so it was really hard, actually. They cut a lot out because they just show the the gang, the gate gang bantering off into the sunset, but they cut out all the all the part where he didn't want to leave Nem, it turned out. Yeah. Because he had Nem's, he'd been collared by Nem and didn't want to go. I stand by it. Well, and regardless, Nem's still a dick because Daniel's like, like, look, we can still, we can, we're still this is gonna continue, right? And Nem's like, I need some time. And then just leaves and Daniel's like, so Carter's like, yeah, there's, she's like, so what happened? So what happened here? And Daniel's like, this is a a long story. And O'Neill's like, let's uh, tell us over sushi. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Which is why I keep calling him Mr. Sushi, which is not funny because we didn't get to it till the end. But I will say that it was super awkward when Daniel pulled out his phone and immediately tried to call them. Yeah, yeah. And it it came back as like not a number. Not even. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all like part of not, the not even his voicemail. Not even his no, fishmail. It's just like the number you have called oh, is shit. not in service, which is just like so rare, like in these days. It wasn't even like a wrong number. It was not a real number. All right. Well, yeah, and that's the episode. Tori, I got a question for you. Uh what's up? Were you comforted? Uh, you know what? Yes, I was. I was very comforted by this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I found it very unique. It's very different. Mm-hmm. It was kind of different than other episodes. Quirky. Mm-hmm. Good performances uh, all around. I think Daniel was actually doing something, which <laughs> I, I I enjoyed, and uh, all of them just looking 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 sexy. I, I have to admit. I don't know <laughs> if it's the wetness or the or the shock. <laughs> I don't know if it's the wetness or the grief. I don't know. Or the vulnerability. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that's, that's just all it. Teal civilian garb all around. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Nem's a dick, but other than that, you know, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Were you comforted? Oh, hell yeah. Like there's a lot of, for an episode where they were trying to be like, Oh, Daniel's probably dead. Definitely dead. They threw in a lot of fun little bits um, in there. They were cute. There's a lot of cutesiness to it. And um, yeah, it felt like it felt like a real science fiction show in a way that sometimes it feels like an army show, even though it's an Air Force show. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah it. I liked that. It felt it. Yeah, I liked it because it felt like more like an episode of fucking star trek so anyway <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I, get you. I get you and uh yeah it was cool it was cool i did like it and i liked that the person who was a dick was like this alien and nobody on the team for once <laughs> i feel like it's usually somebody that they're allied with mm. and i like that there was an outside and there was a really clear outside antagonist yeah and that was yeah. really good i like that a lot it was definitely comforting well speaking of you know like characters and stuff let's get to our yay nay or maze what do you got 
Okay. Well, shit. I once again have completely forgotten to prepare for this. So okay. off the- well, I, I can go if you want. You're yeah. You're yeah. Obviously being the character you would most like to be. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Uh, Dr. Frazier. I, oh. I, I know, I know you, you brought up some good points, but I, I have my, my note says she is a good doctor who cares for her patients. Um, she's a and mediocre I, doctor I, who cares for her. Okay, patients. fine. Fair enough. But I, but I, I always like Dr. Frazier when she comes on and she told Hammond what's up. She definitely scene, won that. So I like that. Uh, that was also very Star Trek where the doctor beat the guy in charge. Anyway, uh, my neck. Who I wouldn't like to be is obvious. My net is Nem, the merman. Obviously, what a yeah. dick! Yeah, just a, just a dick all around. Uh, yeah, my meh, who is sort of yeah, I don't know, I go either way. Uh, it's Hammond, mm. Gen- General Star Daddy. Uh, it, it was his ping ponging take on PTSD that really got to me because he's all over the map. Because in the first scene, he's like, just put him on another job. And then the next scene, he's like, get him to like pack up Daniel's apartment. <laughs> and then the last scene, he's like, you guys, we can't be having you doing anything. Take it easy. <laughs> like he's just, he's just all over the, he's just all over the map with that. You know, if, if you're General Hammond, you have an errand, an unpleasant errand too, because you have to get your, your car window fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have a pretty shitty ride. He took, so it, that's in, a good, he took it in stride. Took it in you stride. Did. That's, a, but, that's a good meh. Right. That's a good man. All right. Fuck, man. My yeah. Who would I want to be? This particular episode. This particular episode. I think I want to be General Hammond's car window. <laughs> Put out of its misery pretty early in the episode. Wait, were you? <laughs> you were comforted by this episode. Wait, I know. I know. Well, I just, okay. Who do I want? But that I just is there anyone on this episode that I actually want to be? I guess you know, yeah. I for the first time I want to be fucking Colonial O'Neill because he is a big dumb baby brat, and he never gets confronted or has the brakes put on him in any way. I, all right. Well, I mean that's fine as long as you're you're. you're that sounds awesome. You've relegated yourself to shitty beer pouring. That's oh fuck. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Why don't you be the debri- the debriefers for SG six? I know, right? I feel like oh, hold up. I want to be the leader of SG six. You want to be guy's, that dude? Yeah. The guy's sexy. Okay. So I guess my meh now is Colonial O'Neill. Okay. And uh, my net is a hard, it's a hard one. It's between, it's definitely between Nem and Daniel Jackson. What are you talking about? I don't, I got to decide, do I want to be the disgusting top? <laughs> Or the pathetic bottom. Or the strapped up bottom. <laughs> you know, because it's one thing to be a power bottom and it's another thing to be Daniel Jackson. I mean, I say that Daniel Jackson's my neh because okay. his don't shoot doesn't feel compassionate or smart to me. It seems pathetic and dumb. To be fair, 
which yeah. right, that's right after his glorious aerial entrance though which you should just go back and watch in I should 0. 0. 0.75 speed you know what though if instead i just imagine it because i feel like what i'm picturing is better <laughs> it's pretty glorious my brain picture i i got we got to talk about episode 13 uh episode 13 uh season one yes what we got hathor or hathor mm. i don't know a Uld, who has taken on the persona of the egyptian sex goddess hathor casts her deadly spell over all the men on the stargate base oh i like this episode as well you remember you remember it yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure uh, cool. Well, it, it looks I uh, the the I like the pick on it. It looks cool. Yeah, it's got a seven point five rating. It's not mm-hmm. it's not bad. Well, you know what it means. It means your favorite characters have to save the day. My favorite characters. Your favorite characters are Captain Doctor Samantha Carter and Doctor Fraser. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, if all the men, right, are under the spell of Hator. Hator. Advertisements. We hope we get advertisements. We'll put them right here. Are we still are we still simping for Crown Royal for this? Or we- I would definitely take an advertisement from Crown Royal, which I don't think has ever sponsored a podcast. So I would also take We'd be the mattresses. first. I would do mattresses and meal kits and stamp meters and underwear. And hair dye. Those are seem like the big ones. And toothbrushes. Cool. All right. That was that was our advert section. <laughs> uh, thanks for sticking around for that. Hey, we'll have and, advertisements by episode uh yeah. week 13. Come on. And good for you for sticking with us because you get to now hear the segment only for people who stick through the advertisements, which is called get to know your host. Oh, this is a great question, Tori. What are you amazingly good at? Uh, typing. Really? What's your words per minute? I've been up there uh, many a time. I, I've been, I've been at like one oh. sixty. Holy shit. Of course, Holy that was shit. that was a long time ago. That was when I was in like high school and college. You could make side money as a transcriptionist. I do. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's not you. live transcriptionist, but no, but I, I've actually thought about doing that. But I do transcribe every now and again. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, right now I I have like a, I I'm like a like one ten one twenty. I'm a very fast typist. Yeah. I type in I type in the air. It's my it's a quirk. I type things like huh. as I say them. That's cool. But wow. Yeah, it's ex- exciting. <laughs> no, it is. Like I'm like um you can type fast. <laughs> well, I know it's Sign better. And I learned something new about you and you have like a, it's a lucrative skill. Um Well, lucrative, I mean. It's and now I feel like I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm amazingly amazingly good at, at. come on. I don't know. Comforting people and helping them find perspective. (laughs) Yeah, you are amazingly good at that. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Phew. <laughs> I feel like like it's not a surprise. It's like really you used to be a you like literally used to be a psychotherapist. I'm like, yeah. I'm amazingly good at keeping my dogs from eating each other's food at dinner time. Uh, but my my husband couldn't do it while I was in Palm Springs. So just there's the chaos. Yeah, he was like, I don't know, they eat each other's food. And I'm like, you can't do that. You can't have a grown dog and a puppy swapping foods. Oh, right. right, right, right. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. What a great show. Uh this this episode of what yeah, of what Stargate or our our episode. What a great podcast. Oh yeah. And, and if you agree, you should tell somebody. Uh yeah, tell somebody, rate uh give us, you know, five stars wherever. Where uh, yeah, wherever you see wherever wherever five stars are, give it to give them to us. Uh and give us compliments because believe me, we are already very self-critical. Please give us a call and leave a voicemail at country code one, area code 425-610-6554, or send us an email at verticalwateringhole at gmail.com. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we need to talk about it. Like it's it's a place for people to just, you know, say s- stuff. Yeah. <laughs> leave us messages. <laughs> get, get, we uh, might play it. We might repeat it. We might laugh at it. Give us questions. We might delete thoughts. it if we don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. All it, kinds of shit could it's happen. It's going to be an alternative message. to having any sort of presence on fucking social, social media. media. Because social media, hey, how social media make you feel inside your guts, Tori? Oh, well, I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's not even any feeling anymore. Just sort of a, a numb cold, a numbness yeah. that spreads. It still makes me feel sick inside. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no Twitter, no Facebook, you know, no, no Instagramming, you know. And I, you're welcome to follow my dogs at Little Bean Beans on Instagram, but that's it. And it's dog content only. Nice. Yeah. No, uh, no weird stuff. Just, just good, wholesome dog just stuff. T- oh, oh, yeah. Just cute dogs. <laughs> My cute dogs. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it. So that's until it. That's, all. that's all. It's that's go. all. That's all for now. Stop listening. Now it's over. Yeah. Get, turn this off. Go, skip. Go Fuck to next. Off. We'll see you at next next time at the the vertical watering hole. Go listening to a podcast that you like less. Uh-huh. Bye.